Welcome back to another episode of Can't Handle the Heat. It's your boy G Swizz. Joined to my left, my lovely, lovely brother, Jokesy. Jokesy, how are we doing? Hey, lovely to be with you, bro. Good to be with you too, man. Good to be with you. Hey, Always you. a pleasure. Uh, long time no see. And all the way across in the States, having that American influence. Smells like freedom over there. The one, the only, the NCAA, the number one leading NCAA volleyball analyst, the Jake Myers. Jake, how are we doing, brother? Pretty good. It's good to be here. I'll give you a handshake too, you know, Jokesy. Hey, thank handshake. you, man. We bought him out from ESPN. Thank you. Yeah. Also, also, I forgot to mention. I I forgot to mention this in his uh, his intro here. He's also the vice president of his frat at Cal Poly Slow. So I gotta it's I gotta I gotta, I gotta throw that in there. So sorry for that. Um, that's next, on us, Jake. We gotta that's on us. we gotta do our research better. Hey man, that's no. Before we before we get into it here, I just want to tell a quick story here. I want to tell a quick story about six years ago. I was in Hawaii. There I was in Hawaii, and every day, I lived in the second story of a building, and every day I just hear this on my on the on the back uh, uh, on the bottom of our garage in in Hawaii, here to here. I'd be like, "What the hell?" I go downstairs and I look down. I'd be like, "What the hell is down there?" And there's this kid hitting the ball, but it wasn't volleyball. It was uh, like a soccerish kind of like handish ball kind of thing. Be hitting every day, practicing every day, practicing every day. I'd be like, what the hell is this guy doing? Like, like, and then at first I thought it was annoying. But then I was like, you know what? This kid, he looks like he has potential. I watch him every day. Boom, 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 boom. Started kind of, eh, he's about nine or ten years old, and then he got really good at it. Again and again and again and again and again and again. Started hitting it. I was like, you know what? It was during the holiday when I decided to do this, just like it is right now. I was thinking to myself, I saw that, and I was like, I didn't get that kid a real ball. Then we get him a real ball. So I thought to myself, where can I get a volleyball? Where can I get everything volleyball? Where's the number one volleyball retailer? And that's when, ding, it came to me. Allvolleyball.com is the number one volleyball retailer. And I looked at the website. I had every ball to choose from. I got him a ball. I got that ball, received it there very shortly after. And for the holidays, I gifted him a ball. You want to know what that kid's name is? What is his name? Wilfredo Leon. He grew, grew up to be the greatest volleyball player in the wow. world. All I got to say, it wouldn't have made it possible without allvolleyball.com, O-O-S, OOS, O-O-S, all capitals for 20% off, and you can find yourself or become the next Wilfredo Leon, the next greatest player in this generation. Without allvolleyball.com, volleyball would be a different, different sport today. That was inspiring. That was. I'm in tears. Thank you. Thank you. And it brought him to tears too when I gave that. So nice of you. The things I do for the sport, man. The things I do for the sport. Ooze to the moon. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Who would have thought we'll fade a lay on? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I wouldn't have guessed that. The eight or nine year old. Now 30, 30, 31. So here we go. Let's get into it here. So obviously we don't have Micah, the elephant in the room, but we do have frat star Jake. So that's what really matters. Let's get into it. Obviously. The NCAA tournament happened. National championship is happening tomorrow. We watch the NCAA semifinal games. Um, for those who don't know, Texas is in, beat San Diego, and Louisville is in. They had a five-setter versus Pitt. Um, two powerhouses, two of the top teams in the in the season, pretty much at this part, besides Wisconsin. Uh, and it's going to be a battle. Now, we've been doing a bracket challenge. We'll put the link in the bio for you if you want to see our two previous videos. I want to kind of combine the podcast and the bracket challenge, kind of form this mega bracket podcast. You know what I'm saying? Pod bracket. Um, 
So Bracket here we pass, are today. Bro. So so thank you. Bracket, that's good. That's good. So to my left here, we have the number one person in first place, Joe Worsley. Joe, but Joe, Dude, no, I'm in first. I don't think anymore. I don't think I'm in, I'm first, in first place anymore. I Jake's have three in first out of the four final four teams. Oh, and that's true. That's true. Second place. I'm in last place. Your third place is Micah, not here. Uh, wait, Jake, who did you, you, who'd you, who'd you have winning it? Texas. The number one seed. Who, who, who are you wearing right now? Dude, hook them, baby. Dude. Texas volleyball. I had to represent. Classic beta Jake move. Dude. Beta Jake beta just Jake. choosing the number one seed. Classic. Beta Jake is number risks. one in this challenge right now. So not taking call me risks. alpha. I don't know about that. You have, to you have to hey, I did take risks. To... Hey, I called I called that I'm losing, bro. And you guys were like, Whoa, they lost. So Who's that? It. We didn't hear you. Who's that? Wisconsin. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Rough year for Wisconsin on and off the floor. Hashtag yeah, it will rough year for Big Ten, Pac-12 Yo, teams. Oh, yeah, all the Big Ten, Pac-12 teams are out. 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 You know, it was the Joe... first year that the, an AC team has been in the national championship ever. ACC team. Yeah. ACC, crazy. So cool. And and Big Ten was all, yeah, you said, eliminated by the quarterfinal, or by the uh, semifinals, which is something that probably hasn't happened. ACC, in a I years. mean, the past two, three years, ACC's had – Three legit teams: Georgia Tech, Louisville, uh, Pittsburgh, and Pitt. And Pitt. Yeah, because Louisville and Pitt have been in the Final Four the last two years each, right? They were in mm -hmm. last year too. Georgia Tech was in the Elite Eight last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Elite. I think Elite Eight. Yeah, just awesome. That's great. That another conference is on the rise. And Joe had you had Ohio State winning, yeah, beating Texas. What's yeah. Ohio State? It was that one set we had. <laughs> they had one set. We had them on their. Set. We had them on their heels in that one set. So did my champions, the UC. The, the, not UC, the University of San Diego torpedoes, but they came up short. And Dude, after that first it. set, yeah, actually I wasn't super, I wasn't super convinced. Uh, convinced because Texas played so bad, and San Diego played pretty good, and they still barely won. I'm like, all right, Texas just hits a couple balls in the court. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they, <laughs> and they could pass. so many balls out, but then she. Dude, that's the thing is, I Gage and I were like Louisville. I would tell you, okay. In this, with these types of teams, this Texas team, you make Eggleston pass every freaking ball, every freaking ball on her. And as soon as they try to cover up with Libero, you make the other outside try to pass 50% of the court. Yeah. Just, I mean, I would not, I would not want to serve any balls to Zoe Fleck anyway. Here's the she thing. Just, here's the thing. Texas, no, wait, uh, Texas was not doing so hot service C for the returners. But then the thing that held them together, the person that held them together is Zoe Fleck. Without Zoe Fleck, they were, I mean, I don't know about, I'm not going to go as far as say not advancing, but they were, they'd be struggling a lot more. She's the one that can pinch. She's the one that holds them together because a lot of time in the past, Texas has had okay to not so great liberos who can't, okay, when the ball comes to them, you don't know if it's going to be a good pass or not. But now she can pinch. She can do all other stuff. She's making up for court. And I will say, I got to give, and this is Libero talking, of course, got to show love to the other DSs that were on the court. They also did a good job of kind of holding it down in terms of serve receive because there are, yeah, there are a couple of rotations out there where it's DS Libero, DS passing. And also, Texas DSs have not been great in the past, but now they recruited three on the floor that can pass super well, and it's showing and it's stabilized, and now they just have girls bouncing over. No, well, you got to, for me, just from watching from the TV, it was so obvious when they, when Zoe was gonna cut off, 
the outside what Eggleston and not. Row and one. they still would try to serve Eggleston. I'm like, as soon as she shifts over and it's obvious she's going to pinch her out, make Skinner have to pass 50% of the court mm. and put straight up the middle of the court. It's it's really it's a really difficult ball to pass. But they you got to understand, every single ball. When she when Eggleston's in the formation, you make her pass every single ball. you got to be really good about that. Um, because you saw last night, as soon as they started doing that, everything else went downhill for her fast too. So I was playing it. She couldn't spike the ball on the court. Like that for her, that's a main player that you have to, if you want to beat Texas, you're going to have to get her off the floor or you're going to have to make it so she's almost a non-factor, which is difficult to do. Um, but I was saying that I was telling Gage this the past few weeks. I'm like, you got to make her pass every single ball. Over here in professional volleyball, you see that the top teams, when they have a target, they're passing every single ball. And it's crazy. Like, um, it's really because it's mentally when you're having to sit there and know that every single ball is coming to you. It's like no breaks. Yeah. There's you're focused no breaks. all the time. Especially you when you don't feel really done. comfortable receiving the ball, which to be honest, like that's something like Eggleston's always like been, she's there to score balls on the court and she does a really good job of that. She's really physical. Um, but you got to make her a little bit uncomfortable. And that's like, I mean, she's probably going to be a coach, the ACBA player of the year. Yeah. 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 For, I mean, I hope she is. <laughs> based on the year they've had and what she's done for the team. Um, but I think, like, watching the match last night, it's evident that there is a way to beat this team, but you have to be aggressive and you have to have the right game plan on it. You can't be you can't be slacking off. And that was the thing with San Diego. Is like they, got, they had so many opportunities, um, and they just give them away. You can't just hand over the ball against Texas. They are too physical. they got too many people who can score the ball. Uh, if you're giving away free ball tips, roll shots in the middle of the court, you got to be aggressive. That one, excuse me, I forgot it, the outside for San Diego, Gage's favorite player, uh, was just going after it. Or 15. In Texas, their blockers' hands were all over the place. Uh, tool time. Tool time, yeah. And so there's a way to beat that team. I don't know if Louisville has the <laughs> has the pieces to be able to do it. To be honest, I thought San Diego did. After the first, I'm like, for a second there, I'm like, they have kind of the right formula to be able to do it. Uh, they just weren't able to execute for but that then, match. But then their top player couldn't pass. I mean, they were going after her, and she you was struggling. And then, okay, let's say you've passed the 10-foot line. Okay, whatever. Texas is a great serving team. But you got to have power, power behind it. And the problem with that was pass off the net. Sometimes the set wasn't there. You know, the setter for the most part, they, uh, she impressed me, but then sometimes I think she was – The opposite for San Diego Frawling or something, they – Gage made a really good point. You have to understand what her arm swing is. She's a cross-body hitter. It's really difficult for those players to hit in area four. Yeah. And they played her so much in position one or in rotation one. They played her so much, and she doesn't have any power out shoulder, outside of her shoulder. Um, and the high setter continued in, to play. Impressively high swing. There's no power to go behind There's it. There's a couple times she's coming across that, her body. They got stuck in that rotation. But back to the national championship games. <laughs> San Diego's out. Um Louisville is going to have to be aggressive on the service line. That's how Texas has lost uh, national championships before. They get broken down in reception. Um, and it's harder yeah, than you never know. With and, uh, and Zoe, she's awesome and everything, but she's shown too this year that she uh, break down when she has to take so much court. Because that's the thing is like, as soon as you feel like you have to take so, a huge amount of court and you're not and you yourself aren't feeling super great, it, that's gonna be that's gonna be kind of the the tall order for Louisville. Is can they break them in reception? 
Yeah. And Louisville was a great serving team. They showed mm-hmm. yesterday. I mean, in that fifth set, they had like eight serves in a row. They went up like eleven one in the first set or in the fifth set. Like Yeah. They they were showing that they can serve the ball very well. Get a lot They're of aces. Smaller. They're definitely smaller as well. Too. But their middle their middle is a ridiculous blocker. Forget her name, but she was just blocking everything yesterday. Super tall, lanky middle. Just Stuff and everything yesterday. I want to just go through really quickly matchup for matchup, position by po- or positions. Um, you know, setter setter, who's got the who's got sort of the advantage in each position. Um, and see what your guys' thoughts are on that between Louisville and Texas, and kind of see who has the edge at the end of the day. Um, something to say? I was gonna start. I was just thinking. That. Opposite. Start the setter position. All right, start the setter. It's the most important position. <laughs> I like Louisville setter better. She plays. She plays really good defense. Really good defense. Well, shout out Louisville setter from USC, <laughs> Coach Brad Keller. Um, the yeah, the, she. This is her first year running the offense. I mm-hmm. think, to be honest, from watching both setters, I think it's a pretty even. Uh, matchup and I would I would be right in the middle I think that's just kind of a 50-50 split to me I think I, sp- I, I split 50-50 yeah. neither of them are to me it, I don't think either of them are going to make a difference of who wins this match <laughs> no I mean it's going to be just come down to sort of receiving hitting I think I agree with Joe I think the uh, I think the Louisville kind of the setter I'd rather okay. have I mean she's she seems like a really smart setter and I don't know like no disrespect to Sage, but like with Texas, it's like you got the weapons. You can kind of just put the ball up there, yeah. and they're gonna put it away. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I, I'm gonna stay in the middle. I'm split fifty fifty on that. I don't. I'm not leading towards either way. Uh, Gage and Jake have Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raquel. Yep. Uh, setter from Spain. Um. Okay. Outside hitter positions. We're talking. Uh, you want to go Anna DeBeer versus? No, we're going just the two outsides with the two outsides. Which package? I mean, obviously Texas is more yeah. power. Louisville's yeah, power and Texas, power yeah. experience. A lot of things. Winning. Yeah. Well, Skinner's no. won the championship before. Yeah. They have a girl on the floor who's won the championship before. That's yeah. effective. That's effective. I think right, we got to take Texas. Yeah. I'm taking Texas too. It's hard to bet against. I mean, not bet against. It's hard to that's literally why go against here. Logan Eggleston. That's why they're yeah. the top team is there too. Isn't she like a five-time All-American, five-time first-team All-American or something? Yeah, she is. First team? Five-time All-American. Or five-time All-American. Yeah. Okay. There's three. There's first, second, third, and then honorable mention, or is it first, second, honorable mention? First, second, third, honorable there's, mention. There's wow. third, yeah. Wow. The five-time, that's crazy. Every year. That is impressive. Um, I'm going to go the one Opposite. thing. Opposites. Dude, the Louisville opposite did not. She had a good year in the ACC, but like when I was watching her versus top teams, it was not impressive. Also. The two opposites to me are not super Mm-mm. extraordinary. They're overshadowed. Yeah, <laughs> they're not very extra. Yeah, there's nothing. They're about good them though. They're they're good, but they just get kind of overshadowed by. They're the power they're definitely the gonna outside. have an important role. They're gonna have to carry some weight on uh, the scoring be effective blocking. I think it's going to be more important who can slow down the other teams outsides. They're like their mm-hmm. block and their defense. I think that'll be more of an important role that they will play than anything. Um but I guess you could go with Molly Phillips Texas if I, if I was the lean anyway. I think I'd go uh with Texas on that and their opposite. But not by a huge margin. I don't think it's I think yeah, I mean blocking wise. Yeah. 
She got her power tip, but I think that's she'll close the line. You'll be just fine. Get the cutty. Um, yeah. Liber- Liberos. To be honest, Louisville Liberos pretty solid, pretty solid. She she made some gnarly plays that kept him against. <coughs> excuse me. Um, some gnarly plays that kept him alive versus uh, uh Oregon. Uh, so it's Zoe versus Elena. I'm taking Zoe on this one. I'm taking Zoe, but not by a large margin. I watch Zoe a lot more than I watch Elena. Um, I'd take Zoe on this one too, but not by I don't like I said. I think it's pretty close <laughs> with those two positions. Yeah, I'll probably take Zoe too. I mean, yes, yesterday she was showing that like she can just be like, all right, you know what? I'm passing these balls. Like, yeah, and, in and she was digging. Yeah. yeah, she was digging crazy balls yesterday too. Like she was just scrapping all over the place. Like it was really fun to watch. Yeah. So then, uh, last but not least, we had the middle matchup. Yeah, heavy towards Texas. Yeah, heavy towards Texas. I mean, they they go to the three rotation middle yet. They need to, yeah. they need to use them more. I think. Asia O'Neill, Kayla yeah. Caffey, and then one girl from Northern California. I forget her name though. She was previously at Cal. Um. And then yeah, Kong, the, I think the middle you were speaking about for Louisville. And then the other one, do not remember her name, but it's just heavy towards Texas. They have a three or three middle so they can just put it and they can do very, very well with. So it, I think I think, I think think we're all going to agree on that. But the biggest thing I think it comes down to is Louisville, individual players, yeah, they have individual awards. But it comes down to as a team, you know what I'm saying? It's not always the best individual players that win. It's the best team. You know? That's yeah. what Texas is – so many times had the best players on the court and not one. Um, but I will I'll go back serve and serve receive. You have to break them in reception. Yeah, it all comes down. Um, to if there's a way to get Eggleston off the court somehow, that's the way to do it. In I mean, in, in reverse side for Louisville, for um, for Texas, for Louisville, Louisville just have, I mean, Texas has to just block Louisville, to be honest. Texas side out and yeah. And just block because they're very undersized compared yeah. to. And a lot of times you just gotta stop their outsides to be honest with you, because the right side is maybe she'll pop off, maybe she'll make me eat my words, but a lot of times it's gonna be outsides heavy. If you stop them, and if you side out quickly, uh, you're gonna you're gonna be just fine, I think. Yeah, Texas has a lot of weapons to be able <laughs> ways to win to be able to be able to win this match. Louisville, I don't think as much, um, but like you said, still gotta roll the ball out and play. So it'll be. Who do you guys have winning? Texas, no chance they Texas. lose. The Joe Jinx, huh? Just because you said that, now zero, lose, but I'm still zero Texas. chance they lose. I think Texas will win. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see now that now that they got the Joe Jinx on them. That's dangerous. I think there's absolutely that's no dangerous. way that this team loses. That's They're even more so dangerous. The more you double, triple, quadruple, <laughs> the more Joe's dangerous. The Joe goes. I'm not going to do the announcer's jinx here, but Texas is going to win, and I'm undoing the jinx verbally. Did you see that field goal in the NFL? The guy's like, he's made like his last 29 field goals, and I know this is the announcer's jinx, and I don't oh, care. He's going to make yeah. this one, and then he missed. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, that's always like that. And that's what Joe, Joe would be a great announcer because he can put that on any team he wants, including the Ohio State lost in the Elite Eight. Dude, I do this thing in our matches where I turn to our middles. I'm like, this guy's missing, always misses. Every time. Well, Every time. Be, a lot of Wait, why do you say he's making it? Yeah, why don't you say he's making it? No, no, no. I say that he's going to miss. He what do you base it on? It's not a jinx. It is a jinx. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is. I don't know. But what do you base it on? Mi- Isn't a jinx feeling? like... In my bones. It... <laughs> Just an energy. 
It's feel. like radioactive, like the Imagine yeah. Dragons song. I get, you just I feel it that. in your bones, bro. So you might want to get that checked out, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so usually, when we, all right, to wrap it up here, again, we all got Texas winning. Louisville has a fight, but Texas is clearly the favorites, both individually and as a team. Um, this could be the year they actually do it since 2010. Um, with that being said, we want to kind of end things really, really quickly. Uh, when we have a, when we don't, we usually have a guest in the podcast. If we don't have a guest in the podcast, we tell our personal stories of the craziness that goes on abroad. Joe, we call this segment Overseas Shiza, brought to you by allvolleyball.com. OOS, all capitals, for 20% off. Link in the bio. Well, I was thinking about recently, kind of things that are going on. I got to give a quick shout out, Lunaberg, uh, our professional club team. We just advanced to the quarterfinals of CEV. Uh, we are going to be playing modern volleyball. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar, players like Bruno, uh, Irving Inga Pet, uh, Tobias Crick, TikTok star. Crick, Crick talk. Uh, all those players um, are, and many are more. all playing for, yeah, and many more playing for Modena this year. We're playing them next round of CV Cup. Next round. Um, quick plug there for the for the for the Luna Huna, for the, for the Burger Boys. Uh, a lot of information will be coming out. That that's exciting stuff, and we're in our second round of play. But how me thinking about? Uh, you know, our past few weeks of play, we've been traveling a bunch. Um, and you know, we just have some of the funniest, I would say the funniest stories always, but also there's serious stuff that happens. And one thing I don't think we've told on the podcast is one of our physios. For those who don't know, uh, F1 is one of the largest sports right now in the entire world. And I think it's pretty cool that our physio, um, from the south, he is. If anybody knows, Michael Schumacher, greatest of all time, F1 driver, drove for Ferrari. Um, I don't, I don't know exactly statistics and everything, but he was, he's the most famous name you know, people know in in F1. Um, and our physio was his personal assistant uh, for F1 through his like prime time before his accident. And he's our first physio, and so we literally get to work with Michael Schumacher's uh, personal physio, like on a pretty consistent basis, which I think is pretty cool. But also, on our trips, people don't realize over here there's no flights, there's nothing. When we go down to the south of Germany, we take 12-hour bus rides each way, uh, and we bring. But this year we got smart, and we have a flat-screen TV we set up on the bus we, we, with an Xbox. We, and we have FIFA tournaments. We. It's not like, oh, we, get, we literally take duct tape. We take a flat screen TV. We put it on two heads, right, of the seats. We duct tape it there. Set up the Xbox. It's kind of a, not a janky setup, but it's, it's decent. But as Joe said, you're literally on this bus for 11, 12 hours, one way at times. So, for example, let's say you play a match, right? And the far, we're in the north, and the south or something like that. And usually, like, a decent trip for us, like three hours on a bus. Normal trip is like five to six hours. Okay, let's say we're going down to the south, though. You're literally playing a match at 7 or 8, and the match, depending around like 10 or 11, you're back on the bus driving at 11.30. You're getting back in your hometown by 7, 8 a.m. 7, 8 (laughs) a.m. I wake up, and people are going to school. Like, we're we're arriving when people are going to school. And then you have, okay, maybe you have that day off, and then the next day, wake up, go again, maybe have one or two days. Double session. Exactly, double session on the road again but we love it as long as you have a good time and some keys to that something i just learned bring a pillow and then also choose a good seat people like joe here the experienced veteran here the savvy veteran that he is he brings 
um, uh, a bed. Everyone has like a bed, a portable bed that they put in because they have an entire row. So you're sleeping the entire time. For me, I don't have an entire row. I have a half a row my first year. Didn't get the greatest seat. So I'm literally laying on the ground. I'm having people stomp over me to go to the bathroom because I'm right next to the bathroom on the bus. <laughs> so I'm laying on the ground on this with my bed pillow. I probably got to clean it. I haven't washed it yet since using it um, for the bus. And, uh, and so like I'm using like my... I would jack it as like a blanket and whatnot, and uh, basically, yeah. I mean, that's just the that's just the pro life that we love it. Now, when we go play Mona, we will be flying. When you're coming, <laughs> when you're going out of country, for the most part, except for very, very, because Europe is very connected. But for the most part, you're gonna be flying to a lot of these countries to play a lot of these games, and it's really, really cool. Really, really cool. Have you told people about our real job with the club, though? Yes. Also, well, I want people. I want people. Guess what? So we just played uh, our game to kind of. Uh, to go into mode to, to play Mona now and uh, to advance the next round. We vlogged it. I want people to go watch it. It'll release the next week and a half here. Micah also was in Berlin the same time we were in Berlin. We were in the same place. But we had to leave when he was going because it was a team function. You can't really stay. And we had stuff the next day. And he just won. And he'll be in the next round of Champions League as long as he has one more major win um, at home. And he'll be, which is Champions League, it's like the top eight teams in the world. Um, so he'll be facing a lot of those people. And we vlogged it. So that vlog will be coming out soon. We'll tell him about the GM another time, though, uh, or, or the equipment manager another time. It's in the vlog. Go check out the vlog to see our true job. Yes, we are professional volleyball players. Our contract is not really for professional volleyball. Yeah, it's with it's another thing. It's not. It's you got to check out job. the vlog to see. Check out the vlog. Um, with that being said, guys, just want again, want to give a quick shout-out for you guys around this holiday time. Again, the best thing to give a volleyball lover is more volleyball. Give them more stuff they can do. Anything, anything, all things, literally all. anything you want. Guaranteed to be under the tree, by the exactly. way. Exactly. A lot of problem. A lot of people are talking about. Oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. I only have a team to play with. Because volleyball, unfortunately, it is a team sport. So a lot of time, you do need someone around you to help you get reps. Uh, uh, uh. There are devices for that nowadays, and all volleyball has them. OS Capital. Oos. We're paying you. Office. We're paying you. We're literally paying you to go there. To go get Christmas presents. Congratulations. Merry Christmas from Out of System. Happy holidays from Jake, the vice president for his frat. Now. With that being said, just remember, King of the Heat, Goddamn Kitchen. This has been another episode presented by Out of System.